Welcome to episode 229 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sauce Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hello! It is Monday night, February 26th, and tonight we're going to discuss which decade had the best movies. We are only going back to the 60s because, come on, <laughs> do I need to explain myself further? But before we get into Did our, they have movies before the, the 60s? Just barely. Um, I, I didn't even bother looking up movies from the 50s. I, I have it up, but you have I a, mean... Give, yeah, us, I have, give us a couple Ian, highlights. you always have it up during give the podcast. Give us a couple pre-housekeeping highlights just to wet our whistle for the Clint Eastwood, hang them high. The original Thomas Crown Affair, Where Eagles Dare. Never heard of that. Funny Great Iron Maiden song. Oh, funny Girl. Great Iron the Maiden odd couple? song, not Funny Girl. The Love Bug, Love Bug, Herbie, Easy Rider, yeah, Herbie. The These Love Bug. These are the fifties. These are the sixties. No, he said do no, the fifties. Oh, do 50s. the. Oh, I thought you said do the sixties. I don't have the no, fucking fifties. No, we're, we're starting at the sixties. God damn it! I but, thought yeah, you said do the fifties. No, well, yeah, that's what I meant. We're not doing fifties because the fifties stink. What's the furthest back you've ever seen, Paul? Like, what do you have a uh, Dracula? The original 19, Dracula. was it 39? I, I got so. some I got some fifties movies for you. What? Creature from the Black Lagoon. That the was the fifties? Yes. Fifty four. The day the earth stood still. Are we sleeping on the fifties? Fifty one. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's a wonderful life was the fifties. Are we sleeping on the fifties? Maybe we are. Maybe we are. All right. Let's table this for a second. And let's do some quick housekeeping. McSauce.com, the home of the strips. The reviews in the podcast, so go to mixsauce.com, check all that good stuff out. You can join the fan goodness at Facebook slash mixsauce. Um, you can uh, tweet at us on Twitter. We have the mixsauce handle on Twitter. You can also like us and friend us and follow us on Instagram. Type in MCSOSS. And you will get the McSauce uh, Instagram page. And if you're listening to this podcast, please um, check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on Stitcher. And you can also check us out on our home at Podomatic. If you can, on iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a great review. And uh, it'll help us. It'll help us out. You'll help uh, the McSauce crew out. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And if you've got a hankering. That sounded so sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I thought it was genuine. Oh, well, heartfelt. sorry. A little understated, but genuine and heartfelt. That's what I do. And if you if you if you've got a hankering for a little more me in your ears this week, and who doesn't? Dis- disgusting. <laughs> right. um, I was uh, I was asked to be a guest on the Case in Point podcast. Uh, our friends Justin and Jody. Um, you can find the Case in Point podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, all your all your favorite podcast outlets. We talked a boatload of 80s toys, favorite 80s toys, least favorite 80s toys. We got into 80s cartoons, a little bit of 80s retail, got into some Star Wars, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of good stuff, and a big bulky 30th episode for them. So, um... I highly recommend Case in Point. We've said for a long time that these guys feel like friends that we've never met. And it was really surreal actually speaking to them for the first time. We've been listening to that old comic smell and Case in Point as long as we've been doing this podcast pretty much. I remember listening to them when I lived at the old place. Yeah, um, when we, it was even before we started doing this podcast that uh, I was introduced to them. Because um, we were doing research on which outlets we should use, and Potomatic was one of them. And I was looking around, and our friends uh, Grimace and Tiff suggested, like, "Hey, you you guys would like this podcast? It's about comic books. And these guys are pretty cool." So, kind of uh, started up a friendship with those dudes. And yeah, they're like they're, the um, the version of us that doesn't swear. Yes, yes, I don't know how I made it an entire podcast. Without dropping any kind of curse, yeah, I can't. But I made it. I can't believe it. So I'm excited to listen to this. We episode. should see if we can three do that hours tonight. long, huh? I, I, I'm not even. It, it, it took so much mental energy 
Friday night. I'm, I'm, fuck that. <laughs> so uh, well, there you go, out, ladies and gentlemen. Check out our friends uh, Justin and Jody, the Case of Point podcast. I'm on the latest episode. Uh, I would really appreciate it. So let's get into tonight's McSauce episode. Which decade had the best movies? We had a little pre housekeeping talk. Are we sleeping on the fifties? Yeah, we we might be. Uh, Actually, all... we we need to look at the forties. I'm not even kidding. Really? You, really? What do, what do we what do we got in the forties, man? All the classic Universal monster stuff, right? Uh, no, no. You, no. That's Is that the thirties. Fuck. Maybe. Movies were always great. Yeah, like Frankenstein and Dracula. Those were the thirties. Uh, Wolfman might have been the forties, but. Uh, in the in the forties, you had Citizen Kane, which is regarded as the greatest movie of all time. I've seen it twice; not that good. Uh, Casablanca, never seen oh, it. The Goblin of the Wind forties? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's before that. Um, Goblin of the Wind is thirty. It's a Wonderful Life, nineteen forty six. Uh, the Grapes of Wrath. That's that John Steinbeck, you know, with Lenny the Simple Guy. Of wasn't mice that, and men? Wasn't that? Oh, that was mice and men. Grapes of Wrath was the um, the during the uh, depression, right? You know what? I, I honestly no don't know. I'm pretty sure it's still Steinbeck. Uh, the Maltese Falcon, Philadelphia Story, um, Big Sleep with uh, Bogart. Yeah, Gone with the Wind is 39. I think wasn't it the Wizard of Oz also in the 30s. Uh yeah, it was the thirties. Uh, Fantasia was nineteen forty. I'm sure Disney had a P- lot. Of, Pinocchio was nineteen forty. Wow, nineteen forty. They had, Disney came out with both Fantasia and Pinocchio in nineteen forty. Some strong. We prob- Disney cleans up in every decade. We probably it seems like. need except the nineties. Uh, no, the nineties are crushed because that was <laughs> Little Mermaid, oh, was Beauty and the Beast. The 90s, wasn't it? So anyway, so the 40s are no slouch. I mean, there's some obvious classics. We I mean, need to look up like the worst movies of those decades. I, I think that would probably give us a good. Well, we wouldn't oh, know what is they your are. worst movie. So, like, does that does that even out from your best movie of that decade? Like, does that make does that pull the whole Dude. decades? Um, resume down is well, what I'm trying it, to say. It's a it's it's a mixed bag because while we were researching tonight's topic, I was looking up worst movie lists from the decades. We we decided 60s is far back enough until we've until been we unearth- just did this unearthing pre yeah. 60s gems <laughs> since we turned the turned the mics on, and uh, like there's there are clearly bad movies in the worst movies list: Batman and Robin. Superman 4. Uh, but there's also, and like Battlefield Earth, oh, terrible. But there's also stuff like Spice World shows up. I love Spice World. Spice World is going to give the 90s a big boost for me. I think <laughs> it was 90s. Maybe it was 2000s. But there's quote unquote bad movies that I really like that I've stumbled across that well, are going to our- give those a, a better grade. Our uh, what subjectivity is going to play a bigger role in the movies that we were around for. Like we are not going to have any kind of barometer to judge. Inherit the wind, you know, like who fucking knows how good that was or what the zeitgeist around that film was back in the day. We Spice don't know. World ninety seven ninety seven. I I think we'll I think we'll be able to find a common ground between the three of us. Like. If we're going to break it down and get specific, I think that's when the teeth and nails would come out and like we would start really going at each other. But I think it's broad enough per decade that we should be able to settle into a a pretty nice agreement between the three of us. Yes, Matt? So, uh, Ian, what was the... I heard your mouth make a noise. What was... The <laughs> it's called speaking. <laughs> um... What was the movie that that you were like the oldest movie you've ever seen? Going back the furthest, Paul for Paul was what? What was Dracula, Dracula nineteen thirty eight something like yeah. that? I think I've seen Dracula. Um, I've definitely seen. Bub up, bub up, bub up. Let me see here. I've definitely seen The Blob from nineteen fifty eight. I re- I vividly remember that. I've seen. Abbott and Costello meet Jekyll and Hyde. I've definitely seen that. When was that? What year? Uh, 53. 
You don't go back into the 40s? You never saw, like, Citizen Kane? No, I've never seen Citizen Kane. It's a Wonderful Life, 1946? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Get the fuck out of you. You never saw that? Uh, it just seems like Casablanca. some fucking silly shit. No, Casablanca. it's really good. It's no, it, I don't need to see it that. is incredible the way that like it's a wonderful life transcends generations in time. Like legitimately, it's it's just as watchable as like something you know from like the eighties or whatever. You know from like uh, our sweet spot. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I have a hard time going back. Dracula time, like from 1931. From from what I'm learning is that the the really timeless movies and uh, we touched on it a little bit before, or maybe it was before we turned the mics on. Um, all the Disney films, uh, Fantasia, 1940, definitely saw that. Pinocchio, right? I've seen that before. Yep. So all the Disney flicks, um, Miracle on 34th Street, I've seen that before. What year? Uh, 1947. I think I have seen The Wolfman. Um, so, yeah, but generally, it is difficult, I think, for me to enjoy a movie that was made before the 70s. Oh, I completely agree with that. However, there are exceptions. And I'm saying It's a Wonderful Life is one of those exceptions. Like, I've seen Citizen Kane, right? Everybody says, like... A, that's, a f- the, that's the one where he rides a nuke at the end of it, right? He Citizen rides Kane? a missile at the end of it. No, that's Rosebud, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Paul. Are you trying to be funny? No, or? I'm no, serious. That, that I'm just stupid. That I isn't just what stupid. happens. He rides a nuke? Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. It's like, <laughs> it's like Daddy's it, got some was Googling it a to do. a cartoon that you saw? Or a Mad Magazine article, perhaps? But anyway, Citizen Kane, I felt, was, was mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. Whereas, like, It's a Wonderful Life is so well acted it's it's very captivating doctor strange love is the movie i'm thinking of um very different than citizen yes. kane yeah very different but uh well, but yeah the, the 40s is known for a few real standout gems citizen kane it's wonderful life pinocchio and fantasia i think are kind of the ones that that we would really recognize or have seen uh but moving into the 1950s we were we were kind of giving it short shrift there a little bit, but I think there's actually some some films worth mentioning, Ian. Well, a lot of uh, the Alfred Hitchcock gets sort of a start in the '50s with *Strangers on a Train*. Um, I know that most of his stuff is in the '60s, but I've seen that movie before. Yeah, he did *Vertigo*, yeah, *North by Northwest*. So yeah, and a, a lot of a lot of that, um, I guess, is suspense kind of stuff was happening in the fifties. Now I uh, I'm seeing this poster for the Seventh Seal. Is that um, um, Max von Sydow on the poster? Is that who that is? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I just tapped on it and a star appeared. I thought it was gonna like take me to it. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was going to happen too. What kind of website is this? Um, yeah, so I'll I'll find out if that's Max von Sydow. But uh, what else came out in the um, in the fifties uh, worth mentioning? Yeah, a lot of a lot of sci fi stuff. Forbidden Planet. That the is thing. Max von Sydow. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, War of the Worlds, the original War War of the Worlds, Destination Moon. Isn't Plan 9 from Outer Space supposed to be the worst movie ever made? It is, yeah, by Ed Wood. Yes, so that came out. Made popular by uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Very good movie, by the way. Isn't The Room supposed to be the worst movie ever made? Uh, Well, The Room might be the worst movie ever made now, but until then, Plan 9 from Outer Space was highly regarded as the worst movie ever made. Ed Wood was known for being like the worst filmmaker ever. It held the belt for a good, you know, 60 plus years or yeah. whatever. Whatever the math is. Um Cinderella good Disney flick, quality Disney flick. Ben-Hur. That's a, I've never that's seen a big Ben-Hur. one. 10 you Commandments. You never saw Ben-Hur? No, I haven't. Have you seen the 10 Commandments? No. I'm intimate with Ben-Hur and the 10 Commandments. That's weird. They're both they're both good. I mean, uh, those were the big A Christmas Carol. Those were the big like summer blockbusters of the, the 50s. 50s. Yeah. yeah. Huh. 
The Fly, the original The Fly. Not the good one with Jeff Goldblum. No. Dial M for murder. Wasn't that but a, yeah, wasn't that I a mean, DC hero? The the um the the difficult thing about all this in is that it's tough to go back and watch these movies if you wanted to. Like I don't know if there are streaming services available that have sort of classic movies that you can They're kinda, probably on iTunes, you think I would so? think, yeah. I mean, like, a... Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Well, here, I'll tell you what, Ian. Find one, and I'll find out if it's on iTunes. Let's just put it to the test. Shit, why don't a, we do this? Give me a random. You know, this is a public service for our... our. Uh, how about Plan 9 from Outer Space? All right, let's look it up, if it ever loads. What are you saying about Paul's Wi-Fi, huh? 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 This is the McSaw Studios Wi-Fi. Mm. Plan... We're all... We're all living it up tonight. Plan 9 from Outer Space is on iTunes, and it's in color, and it's only $5.99 to buy it. Do you think that that is a... That's a lot? I, You know what? And I guess you could probably go to your local library and find a lot of these titles, too. Well, yeah, that's true, too. And, I mean, shit, probably most of them are on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Ed Wood's cult classic has been hailed as the worst film of all time, but it's one of the most hilariously entertaining movies you'll ever see. So that's the uh, the write-up for it. So if we had to pick one film from the 50s that we would recommend um, as we're moving along through the decades, um, what what film would you pick as uh, to the McSauce listeners, Matt? Oh, um... Um, I don't know. Uh, give me one sec, Paul. What What do you think? Um, I don't have a list in front of me, but I'd probably pick. I don't know, like maybe Ben Hur or one of those Disney movies. Because, I mean, Ben Hur is just a good story. I mean, it's it's clearly a lot of white guys painted up in tan makeup to look like they're. <laughs> They're from the Middle East, which is really kind of goofy. But Ben Hur is a good movie. But I'd probably have to go with one of the one of the Disney ones. What were the two Disney ones? Pinocchio or Fantasia? Uh, Cinderella was in the fifties. Um, I'd pick Fantasia. It's a it's a sous-son of everything Disney had to offer at the time. A little bit of everything. And uh, Night on Bald Mountain is one of the Night best on things Bald Disney's ever done. Awesome, man! I love the devil in that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Wait, f- wait, I'm sorry. You you mentioned Fantasia. That was 1940. Oh, then I guess uh what else was in the 50s? Cinderella and what? Pinocchio? Cinderella and Lady and the Tramp. Uh Pinocchio as no, well. No, Pinocchio was the 40s. They were uh, both Fantasia uh, and Pinocchio were both 1940. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinderella or Lady and the Tramp. I'm going to go Cinderella. All right. I'm um, going to say, you know what I'm going to say um I'm going to go with uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. God damn it, Matt. That's what I was going to pick, too. Well, I mean, that just strengthens the pick. So I I guess two out of three, that's the McSauce 1950s pick. I'll tell you what. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, I'll go alternate. I'll go The Blob. I I will say this. I think I would rather watch a couple movies from the 40s before what the 50s had to offer. Um, yeah, maybe. Like, I would take Fantasia, Pinocchio, and It's a Wonderful Life over anything from the 50s. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen It's a Wonderful Life. I I would recommend it uh, strongly. Well, It's very, very good. Why don't we move on to the uh, 1960s? When movies started. When they finally... Did they start when they to became, color the movies in, in the 60s? Well, this is when they started to have words to them. They weren't just soundtracks. Uh, okay. That's not true. Although I've, I have been uh, on the unfortunate end of watching uh, um, silent films. Which oh, my have, God. Why? Why are you doing that to yourself? You know what? Because some of the people that I hang out with sometimes uh, bring over silent movies and somehow we get 
we get roped into watching them. And, and two of them that were brought in, one was 1925's original Wizard of Oz, which I know I've talked about on this podcast, which is probably the worst movie I have ever seen. Um, and, you know, it's a silent movie with those cutaways with the little um, yeah. narration cards or whatever. That uh, th- is so bad... It's unbelievable. the The looping soundtrack kind of get, like gets drilled into your brain because it's like two hours of it. It's yeah. it's absolutely horribly brutal. <laughs> um, but it was cutting edge and the best thing that anyone has had ever seen at the time. I, probably yeah. trains coming at the screen made people run out of the theaters because they were afraid because they thought it was an actual train coming to um, run them over. And then the the one that I saw that's even older than that, I saw this recently, just this past Halloween, Nosferatu, um, the the German vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a silent film that uh, over the years had like lost footage or the the footage had been damaged severely, so it it's barely even a coherent movie. Um, Although it's way more fun to watch than the Wizard of Oz, and that's not saying much because the Wizard of Oz is virtually unwatchable but Nosferatu was kind of interesting it's it's worth maybe if you're uh, like a a horror historian probably worth checking out just once Mm -hmm. and um that's as far back as I go 1922 it came out that's pretty pretty long ago buddy almost 100 years Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah just did the math almost 100 years that was good Thank you. Really good. Um, we're moving on to the sixties. Yeah. Now, I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up worst movies of the sixties, mm-hmm. and there's like nothing is even recognizable. Well, that's just so it. Far. Like you're not going to recognize bad movies from the sixties. Maybe not even the seventies. Like it's it's not until you get to the eighties that you're going to know the bad stuff. Yeah. I, I I suppose you're right, but I was I'm still I'm still scrolling through these thinking that like there may be some infamous movie from the 60s that like who knows, maybe we stumble across something like There's like School of Rock that's on a worst list, but we know it because it's on it, it's on or was on all the time. But that- I don't think the 60s I've gone through a lot, like uh, Snow White and the Three Stooges. That 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 shows terrible. That shows up. It sounds terrible. Yeah, like not Orgy of the Dead. Mm, That's hot. But yeah, nothing. Nothing is even like come up that it may be. Well, there's one of those. There's a different cycle that all the movies from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and today all go through because of network TV, the availability of us to watch it on streaming services or DVD or Blu-ray. All those movies can gain cult status in such a different way than movies that only really got a theatrical run and that was about it and there was no real word of mouth. Um, it's it's just a different ball game. There's two movies, I don't know what they are, just based on their titles alone. I want to see Reptilicus. which looks like a giant Loch Ness monster attacks San Francisco and some 60s beach movie called How to Stuff a Wild Bikini. Wow. (laughs) That sounds like something that I have on a hard drive somewhere. I'm in for that double feature. But yeah, nothing's coming up bad-wise, so let's jump to highlights of the 1960s the 60s we were not given that decade nearly enough credit because there is some really good shit from the 60s i think we we gave the 60s it's due there's a lot of good shit in this when we first started talking we were like should we talk about the 60s and we were like he thought we didn't need to but who's he ian me yes so ian's the dummy oh i'm the i'm the scapegoat this round i'll I'll take it this round yes i'll be the scapegoat let's go uh Let's let's talk about the great movies of the that decade. Psycho is one that jumps out uh, because it's right at the top of this list that we're all looking at. <laughs> <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird, also at the top of the list. Saw it in high school. 
I think in high school I probably slept through it, but I've learned to appreciate it. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Do we like that one? I never saw it. I have never seen that either. I did, and it put me to sleep. Didn't you see it fairly recently? No. Oh, never mind. Uh, the Graduate, strong movie. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, strong movie. I've never seen The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Solid. Strong, solid. Strong. It has, uh, what's that dorky D&D word? Lots of constitution. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly has got a good constitution. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. How frightening and terrifying birds on a wire can be. My my what my sixties highlight might be West Side Story. I fucking love Ew. West Side Story. Ugh. I, I'm I not came a, real close. <laughs> you silly guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a musical guy. Yes, you are. You watch High School Musical and I've never um, seen High and School Glee musical. and all that shit. You've never seen High School Musical. Nope. Isn't your boyfriend Zach yeah, Efron yes, in is. that and you've never seen that? I've never you seen can't it. tell me that you don't have that on DVD upstairs. Honestly, Liar. I don't, I've never seen it. It's it, it, it's a little too late for But me. you see it's but after I my I feel like house. you are a musical guy. You you would like all that kind of stuff. I don't though. Huh. Okay, so like, West Side I like, Story. You, I like it when you that like, shit happens in like Disney movies. Yeah, but like, I like Les Mis was the Anne Hathaway, Hugh Jackman, tough to get through. Yeah, real tough to get through because there's no dialogue. It's all singing. So what you're saying is you like but the race about, war that happens in West Side Story. About West Side Story. It's you know, gangs fighting each other <laughs> by dancing at each other <laughs> and singing. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So it's, I'm sure a lot of it's connected to nostalgia, but every time I see West Side Story, I, I still love it. But there's like there's so much shit from the 60s that has all this hype on it, like Easy Rider and Cool Hand Luke. Never saw them, and I have no desire to see them either. Uh, the Disney films, Sword in the Stone, 101 Ooh, Dalmatians. Stuff. Both good. Yeah, underrated. Sword in the Stone's fucking awesome. Yeah, Jason in the Argonauts. I prefer I prefer Dalmatians to Sword in the Stone. Do you really? I yeah. like Sword in the Stone better. Of of course he does. Look who you're talking to. Well, what does that mean? Why Why would that be? Because you not like surprising. because you like the the goofball pick. How is that the goofball pick? And give me another example. I, I would have to think any that. of your choices. The rest of this show. Well, Sword in the Stone is a little bit more like the mainstream pick is 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, but a lot the of real people pick have is Sword in the Stone. <laughs> right, right. Yes, but yes, your yes, pick yes. for the 60s is West Side Story. There's not, I mean, Psycho, not Planet really. of the Apes, and my personal favorite, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Oh, not, I'm sorry. Is that too goofy? Is that too goofy? Should I have a different pick? No, those those picks are right up your alley. Uh, a Hard Day's Nights, 1964. That's a good movie. Way funnier than it should be because it's just a band. Paul, did you like uh, The Sound of Music? Spartacus, good movie. Um, I never saw The Sound of Music all the way through. Only bits and pieces. I never saw it either. Planet uh, of the I've Apes, watched it good movie. Well, a, lot of, a lot of Nazis in that Do one. we have any uh, James Bond people on this podcast? We don't. We have people that listen to the podcast, I think, but none yeah. that actually participate. So n- none of us saw Goldfinger? I've never seen The any first of, James Bond movie, right? I've never right? seen any of the Sean Connery Bonds. I want to see the movie Tom Jones. What's it's that about? It's just called Tom Jones. I imagine it's It can't be about, about Tom, Tom Jones, Jones though, right? Just fucking. <laughs> I don't know why it's on the tops list. Uh, uh, Batman, 1966. Yeah. Yeah. But Jungle Cassidy Book? and the Sundance Jungle Kid. Have either of you seen that? No, I've never seen that. Matt, which what one? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh no, I I saw the ending. See that I'd like to see. But it's like it's one of those I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna have to go search for it. You know, everybody complains YouTube, about YouTube, my friend. I bet you so much of this stuff is on YouTube. Everybody complains about how many remakes there are. As I'm scrolling through all these movies, Tons of remakes left and right. The producers is one. Yeah, they're all. That's been. Guess who's coming remakes. to dinner has been remade. Sixty four. Mary Poppins. How about nineteen sixty eight's Bullet with Steve McQueen, best car chase uh, in the history of cinema supposedly. I've never seen it. It's never, never seen it. it, it 
in all seriousness, YouTube the the car chase from Bullet. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's like got um, I I forget what the two cars are. I'm pretty sure one's a, a Mustang and the sounds and the way that they're like just zipping through like the hills of San Francisco. Um, it's really cool. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What a great one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what my definitive '60s movie would be. Um, gee, at this point, it's a sword in the stone. Ugh. Yeah, I'd, I'd, maybe well, Psycho. Probably Yellow, Psycho. Yellow Submarine was the '60s, but I hate, I hate late Beatles, drugs Beatles. Like I liked pre-drugs Beatles, even though they were probably on drugs for the early albums. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, as far as a, as far as that number one sixties pick, I might, I might be with you. I think it's Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Cape Fear. The movie that didn't get mentioned from the fifties, actually. Uh, sorry to go back a decade on you. House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Oh. Super good movie. Um, My mom swears that it's terrifying. It isn't. No, no. It's, it's one you know those, what's funny though? It's one of those classic horror movies. If you like horror, you should watch it. It's corny, but you should still watch it. Yeah, and what I like is that even though it's from the fifties, I believe it holds up um, pretty much. You know, for like even a modern audience, or at least somebody like our age. Um, what's funny though is the uh, the ending when he has the skeleton come out and it looks fake as fuck. <laughs> Well, that's because it is. It's like on strings, right? Like in the in the movie, he's trying to like scare people, and yeah, I think that's hilarious. Anyway, so sixties, uh, I guess, a little bit more solid than we like a lot of good movies, but nothing that's like hands over fist, like the definitive top movie that yeah would like, blow anybody away. Whenever whenever we were talking about this before we start a recording like there's and i i guess i guess this leans more into the 70s which we're going to do in a second but so there's going to be there's a lot of movies in the 70s that have been touted through my entire lifetime as cinema staples some of the greatest movies ever created and we'll touch upon some of them in a minute but i have no desire to see them I've never seen them, and I have no desire to see them. I also and think that I kind of feel like, like from the '60s, that's kind of where like Easy Rider falls. Like I just, I've uh, even like from from Russia with Love and some of the like Goldfinger. Well, I've we got have no desire to see that. We stuff. have pop culture blind spots with westerns James and James Bond. Well, Easy Rider, and those are some of the Easy well, not Rider's Easy Rider. A, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm just thinking like a lot of the Clint Eastwood stuff is on the tops in the '60s. And the James Bond stuff, and none of us really appreciate or like that stuff. So that's a big chunk out of what we're seeing. Here. All right. Well, this well, this is a this is an interesting question for the McSauce podcast. Are we not Western guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, if we haven't seen a lot of the stuff, like how many John Wayne movies have we collectively seen? Like I've seen three, maybe I've, I've seen zero. So I may I've maybe seen one, and how, it was a like Civil War movie. How many Clint Eastwood Western movies have we seen? I've seen zero. A one. couple. I, I mean, wait, wait. I take it back. I've seen um, Unforgiven, which is very good. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, Magnificent Seven Western, nineteen sixty. Good movie, yeah. But like we we all like Tombstone. We like yeah. the two Young Guns movies. Um, we're not out. Wide Earp. They, yeah, we're right, not they, out on Westerns. You know what? Maybe, they don't yeah, make that maybe many just of them. Older westerns. Are, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we're, because they were from the sixties and the fifties and maybe the seventies. Yeah. Kind of like those were made. when we weren't well, so much around then. Well, yeah, also, it we was can't... really inexpensive to make those films back in the day because there were uh, there was a lot of unsettled land that you didn't have to pay fees to, you know, put your cast and crew out there and, and make a Western. And that's why they made so many. But we can appreciate 
like we can appreciate these movies from the fifties and the sixties. I guess, but I, I'm I'm thinking like in casual conversation, we don't bring up like oh shit, man, like like maybe Tombstone. That's an outlier. Like I I could see us talking about Tombstone outside of you know anything, but but other than that, like what's another western that we would bring up or talk about or have a conversation about you know not there aren't very many jonah, jonah hex <laughs> <laughs> um the quick and the dead you ever see that one that yeah, was pretty good that actually was pretty good yeah ten, but 310 to yuma that was yeah, good too that was okay yeah um cowboys and aliens huh? yeah. huh? not so good Ugh, we were hyped some, for that uh, though I know I was when I saw that trailer. Didn't it have a big Super Bowl trailer and yeah. from the oh, director yeah, were, of Iron Man? They were, they were hyping that. Well, it was like the closest we were going to get to uh, Indiana Jones again, mm-hmm. right? Until we got him. Until we got him, yeah. And then we were like, fuck. Fuck. All right, so that was the 60s. Let's jump in the 70s, Paul. Let's, let's, let's kick off the 70s. The, now... Like I just said, the 70s is the biggest decade for me that has the most movies that are constantly hyped that I have no desire to watch. Uh, one of the first ones that shows up is Enter the Dragon. I've seen bits and pieces of Enter the Dragon. I'm not a martial arts guy, so I'm already not interested. You would hate and it. I feel like you I've wouldn't seen like it at all. the fights on YouTube, so... I've seen all I need to see for Enter the Dragon. But there's stuff like Dirty Harry that I've never with, seen. With all the President's Men. Um, I'd like to see Network. I've never seen Taxi Driver. Kramer versus Kramer. I've never never seen it. All that jazz. I, 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 I've seen Life of Brian, and I hated it. I don't like Monty Python. And someone told me, oh, if you're going to watch Monty Python, Life of Brian needs to be the first one you see. And I hated it. And I will never watch a Monty Python movie. Have you seen the Holy Grail? I've seen enough of the Holy Grail. Not from start to finish, but I've seen enough of it. It's not for me. When we were, Monty Python isn't for me. When we were in college, some random day they had the Holy Grail playing like over Christmas break or something. We you know, got together in one room. We turned the lights off, started playing the Holy Grail. And I'd never... I'd, I'd never seen it at that point. And I sat down and I started watching it and everybody in the room who had seen it before started chiming in and going along and saying the words and uh, and like reciting the movie to me the the entire way through so badly to the point where I had to walk out of the room because it wasn't enjoyable anymore. It was like this communal experience that I was left out of. Um, maybe if I I saw it a different way, I would enjoy it a little bit more. But yeah, I, I, it was like a um, Rocky Horror Picture Show experience with the Holy Grail. <laughs> and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I picked up the Holy Grail on tape. Uh, years ago at Suncoast Video when they would have their like $9.99 sales on movies or or maybe, yeah, it was like the $10 sales, which a lot of times you got some good shit. Like I remember I got Blade Runner and the Highlander and um, the Burbs that way. But um, That's jumping ahead. <clears throat> yeah, that's jumping ahead to a slightly better decade. But the Holy Grail, not good. It's not funny. It's stunningly overrated you know what that's not fair actually paul i think you said it better uh it's just not for me there's a brand of humor to it that just in no way resonates with me right and like people are like people are always they're they're always shocked (laughs) and then they're offended that i don't like mel brooks movies and i don't like monty python movies as if those are the be-all, end-all, pinnacle of everything that's funny. Right. Like, if you don't like one of those two, one of those two, you know, producers, you don't like anything that's funny. You don't like Spaceballs? I don't like Spaceballs. Huh. I like Spaceballs. And I also have to say, I like Enter the Dragon. So, for those of you that haven't seen it, don't take Paul's word for it. Take mine. It's oh, a good, yeah, fun don't movie. Take, don't take my word. If, if anybody likes... Real martial arts, like um, before it became a, a god awful hybrid of MMA, 
and uh, likes the artistry of just incredibly fast strikes and stuff. This is Bruce Lee at his finest. Um, it's probably the best movie that Bruce Lee was ever in. Um, it's the most probably westernized, so I just feel like for a western audience, it's probably the the best option if you want to see a, a Bruce Lee at his best. Yeah, I don't I don't mean to take away from <clears throat> the talent in that movie. Like I, I get it, I get how good the martial arts are, but I I I'm not a martial arts guy, mm-hmm. so all that stuff's lost on me. And I think outside the martial arts, the story is pretty weak. But like the, like the 70s, I mean, looking through this list, like Taxi Driver, Deer Hunter, Annie Hall, Network, I know about all of these movies. I don't want to see any of them. A Clockwork Orange is so fucking weird and stupid. I don't know why people adore it so much. <laughs> um, Star Wars, though. <laughs> well, there Fantastic. are a, well, there are a lot of there. There also are a lot of good movies in the seventies. Star Wars being one. Well, you but, guys but these, really like. But Jaws? these are good movies, and Godfather one and two in the seventies. Could, I couldn't be less interested. But nope. they're good, great, amazing movies, culturally. But personally, don't give a shit. Did you see Godfather one or two? I think I saw most of the second one. You're not a big gangster movie person. Untouchables is probably as gangster as I get. Untouchables is pretty dope. Untouchables is pretty gangster. Yeah, right. Uh, Godfather 1, I think, is actually very good. But Untouchables, uh, to me, it's a cop movie. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. Which is, I think, which is why I, I resonate with that more than I do... Mob movies. Like, I never watch The Sopranos. I don't care. Why would you want to live your life that way? We've covered this. Why would you want to live your life looking over your shoulder every fucking second? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, you can still watch the movie or the show and be wrapped up in the world of these people and be invested. You I know, get it. I get it. But there's a, there's a, like, I can't. I can't relate to that. There's a there's such a big divide. Is Marlon Brando holding a cat in the Godfather poster? It appears so. It looks like it was kind of photoshopped that way, right? Like originally he just I had his hands tell folded. If it's a cat or a, a ham? <laughs> I think it's a cat. It's didn't, a cat. Didn't he die on the toilet? Marlon Brando? I don't know. That Maybe. was Elvis. I thought he. I thought he also died on the toilet. Rocky, amazing movie. Jaws. Rocky's great. You're you guys' favorite. Right, Jaws is really Jaws good. is Close amazing. Encounters. American Graffiti. Hey, wait, wait, wait! You were going too fast. Close Encounters saw it this summer in the theater. They had a re-release for the whatever anniversary, and um, pretty much garbage. Oh, that's brutal. Um, Alien. I saw Close Encounters a long time ago, but I I remember it being kind of slow. It wasn't. Kind of is an understatement. It's more of a thinking man sci-fi, and I don't think I was ready for that. Well, the the aliens don't come down and, like, run shit. Like, they just encounter you, you know, right? It's all in Richard Dreyfuss's mind until, like, the the end of the movie, and then you're like, oh, aliens, credits. No, 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 no. We knew there were aliens right away. Like, we saw them. We saw their spaceships. It wasn't, like... Gee, I wonder if he's crazy or not. Well, like we knew he was crazy, but we were never questioning whether he actually saw them or not. He totally did, and he was affected by them. Um, but then we finally like see the real aliens at the end. It's just, it's mind-numbingly boring. I thought for a Steven Spielberg joint, pretty disappointing. Another alien movie, Alien. Um, I always liked Alien. I know that you guys aren't big alien people. Dude, I've never seen it. Really? You've never seen the original and Alien? Did never. Did you just skip wow, over Monty Python and the Holy Grail? We just fucking talked about it. We how, talked about how it. How dare you skip over such a paragon of comedy? We talked about it already. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. That? No, I've never seen it. I've only seen parts, but I've seen enough to hate it. Uh... Although you guys passed up two of my favorites on here, The Exorcist and especially American Graffiti. I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show start to finish. I don't get it. 
Like it's it's fucking wacky. But I don't get the I don't get the cultness of it. Yeah, I don't understand probably, it either. I don't probably understand Probably because I'm a cis male. <laughs> but yeah, that like I, I mean, I don't Tim Tim Curry is awesome, but he's he's in it for like a total of 10 minutes. Perhaps it appear or appeals to the same uh people that are fans of Monty Python. Uh so let's double back. The Exorcist that's yeah. one of your faves uh, on the list. Yeah. From the seventies. I think it's very, very good. I think it tells a really good story. I don't think it's nearly as terrifying as people make it out to be, but, um, you yeah, know, for, for what probably, it was, that's probably good. Good summarization of it. Summation. Good summation. Listen to me making up words. McSaw's lexicon. <laughs> um, and then you got it right next to it on the list here. You have uh, American graffiti, which, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, slice if any, of life, right? If anybody Matt, hasn't slice seen of it, slice life, Casal. I don't know why I don't introduce you every week like that. <laughs> it it is a film set in the 1950s, and it's you know how would I describe it? Probably as a slice of life. It's about the the last night. Or wait, was it? I can't remember actually. Was it like the last night of summer vacation or was it like the first night of summer vacation? But all like the teenagers are driving around cruising at night trying to find, you know, chicks. Strange. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. I think that's what they called it in the 50s. And um, so so it it basically chronicles oh, like like four or five different groups of kids that are all friends, but they all kind of have their own separate hijinks. We get movies yeah, like it's, this. It's the Dazed and Confused. It's Dazed and Confused. It's, it's you know, kind of like... Empire Records. Yeah, or even like Superbad. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the more slice-of-life version of it, the, the slightly more tame version. It's the more tame version, but Dazed and Confused is just as much slice-of-life. Well, I mean, isn't what weren't things more tame back in the fifties? None of us know because none of us were there. But we can imagine I'm gonna assume that they, they were. were a little bit more tame than in the seventies or in the two thousands. But for those that haven't seen it, uh, I remember when it was introduced to me. Uh, a friend of mine was like, "Come on, let's watch it." And I was like, ah, "I don't know, man. Like, it's from the sixties, which wasn't accurate, but." Uh, All I, this person needed to say was George Lucas. Oh, he did. He was like, you know, this is the reason why Star Wars exists. Like, this movie was uh, liked enough that that basically somebody decided to produce Star Wars based on the strength of this movie. And even that wasn't really enough. But I, I reluctantly decided to watch it, and I, I liked it. I liked it very, very much, and I've probably seen it like ten times since then. Um, it's so good and I feel like a lot of people just haven't seen it you know that are well I feel like anybody our age or younger I would say is probably less like or yeah less likely to have seen it than have seen it so um where are we at we're on the well, 70s. we got we talked about Alien, then there's Animal House. In my opinion, one of the more all overrated. of these movies through throughout the seventies. I see all the titles and I recognize them. I know something about them, except Aguirre, The Wrath of God from nineteen seventy two. <clears throat> I don't know anything about this seemingly medieval movie. It looks very serious from the poster. Does that ring any bells with you guys? Uh, no. no. I'm searching for it on our list here. Uh, um, while you're looking, Matt and I, let's do a quick Mel Brooks Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like either one of those. Blazing Saddles I can watch, Young Frankenstein I've never seen, but I don't care to see it. I've I, got no desire. Yeah, I really like Young Frankenstein. It has your, uh, your most, uh, most scary song, putting on the Ritz, is, uh, featured in young frankenstein so maybe maybe it's too scary for you maybe you can't watch it well i don't think that's the case um have you have you guys both seen deliverance i have not deliverance Um, is part of it it's good it's not terrifying i understand when it came out the squeal like a pig you know man rape in the woods was like the height of terror 
I mean, it's still oh, is very um, terrifying. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want butt fucked in the woods by a stranger. Right. Let's be clear. Or the fucking <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be worse or, if you? Or yeah, I guess or anybody. Or a familiar. <laughs> But yeah, like Deliverance is a Deliverance is a cool movie. The most disconcerting thing about Deliverance is um Burt Reynolds does not have a mustache. Yeah, that is fucked up. On a scale of uh, you know, of butt fuck to uh to non mustache, I go with non mustache. If I'm gonna see Burt Reynolds without a mustache <laughs> or get fucked in the butt, I would rather get fucked in the butt. Burt Reynolds needs a mustache. <laughs> Uh, true, true. Uh, <laughs> so, Animal House, Matt, you and I said Animal House is kind of overrated. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta is. agree with you guys. That it shit is. is overrated. Do you think it's just because w- the way that we see comedy now, and because that is some of the foundation of the comedy that we like, we can't appreciate it anymore because it's just old and done before? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I, I, I enjoyed Animal House, but like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I also had a hard time connecting with Animal House because I never went to, like the same way I had a hard time connecting with, waiting because like I never lived in a frat. I never went to traditional college. I never worked in a restaurant. Well, that's kind of stupid, Paul, because well, you never flew a fucking spaceship, but you like Star Wars. I get, I get it, but I think there's... When were you a, a fucking moisture farmer? Yeah, I, I understand what you guys are saying, but that there's... That stupid. Yeah, exactly, but there's a lot of... There's a lot of subtle stuff in those movies that makes it more enjoyable for people that actually live through it. Waiting is just about the camaraderie of working in like a retail environment, man. You've definitely done that. So I have done that, but there there are more little nods that we're not gonna get because we didn't we weren't in that environment. And I think they're they're so subtle it it helps it helps people that actually lived through that experience more. So like But you can still appreciate it if you didn't do any of that I stuff. love Accepted. I didn't start my own frat or my own college, but I think Accepted's really funny. But Animal House, it just felt like such a traditional, here's what happens in frats. Like, I just didn't... I don't know. I, I, it was entertaining, but not really for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't, uh, you know... Jewish fiddler that lived in a Ukrainian village in the early 1900s, but I always liked Fiddler on the Roof. It was cool. I didn't live Did you through see Fiddler on the Roof, dude. I've watched Fiddler on Are the fucking, fucking roof. I've never. I've seen watched it. Fiddler on the Roof a million bazillion times. Yes. Why? Um, because it's a a good movie, and B we had it on VHS, and it's got good songs, man. Huh. Matt, Halloween, 1978. Fucking great. Probably the best horror movie ever. Um, it it basically defined what a slasher movie is. It is very important to the genre. It's just as important to its genre probably as Star Wars is to its. Um, so, yeah, apparently the span between 1977 and 78 were very important to fantasy, sci-fi, and horror. All right, let's blaze through the rest of 78 Grease. It's just, I think Grease is an all-around good movie. Another musical that I guess I like more than I thought. Dirty Harry, never saw it. Don't really care to. Carrie, really slow. Book is so much better. Ian's favorite, Fiddler on the Roof. Matt, you never saw Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. No, I saw the remake. You it's should watch the OG, buddy. shocking that you've never seen... The original. You yeah, should would, watch the original. I would think that you would be all in on the original. Buddy. Matt's going to hate it. Paul, are, how are you doing your list? Are you doing it chronologically? I'm doing it in order of this website the that we're on. list challenge. Uh, okay, because you skipped over Dirty Harry. You know? No, I didn't. I, I he said, breezed I, through I breezed Dirty through Harry. It. He I said, said, I don't give a fuck. And then yeah, never saw it. Oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. The, Dirty Harry is actually quite good. It's It's a really cool story about kind of... A badass cop. He's based on. Um, Aren't they remaking that with Bruce Willis? Or no, no that's Death 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 Death
<clears throat> yeah, which um, isn't Death Wish also a seventies movie? Yes. No. Mm, let me take a look. Talk amongst yourselves. So, uh, Dirty Harry is is a character that's based a San Francisco cop based on a real life yeah, San, San Francisco cop. Um, what's his name? He was the the detective that hunted the Zodiac. Um, and and he was basically also uh, the inspiration for the character in Bullet, who wore like the uh, the holster like around his what's that called the kind that like goes around your like Dirty Harry is an American film series featuring fictional San Francisco PD homicide division inspector Harry Callahan. Right, but it's 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 inspired by the, the real Harry Callahan. Right, but his name wasn't Harry Callahan. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. It's annoying me. Um, but he was the guy that hunted the Zodiac, and in the movie Dirty Harry, they're hunting a, a serial killer by the name of Scorpio, which, you know, a little David less Torsh? loose. Torshi? Toshi? Toshi, yeah, yeah. Detective Dave Toshi. Um, so, coincidentally, in the movie... Um, Zodiac, uh, Mark Ruffalo plays Tashi, and um, there's a scene where he's at the movies and he's seeing the movie Dirty Harry. But um, it's a good movie, like especially if like you're into like Dirty Harry or serial Zodiac. Killers. Which one's better? Zodiac's a better movie. <clears throat> All right, where are we at on this? Life list? of Brian. Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I. I, I I want to see it again. 1974. Paul, I'll tell you what. Maybe we should have a movie night to do it, because I really want to see it, too. If you buy it or rent it or whatever, we'll watch it together. Okay. It's a date. I can't can't bring myself to actually pay, pay like, 20 bucks for it. It's it's from 74. (laughs) Do you think you could get it for 10? There goes our, um, our screen age bias. Let's see if it's available well, for that, 10. I mean, that's fair. It's a money bias. Uh, what what else of note was in the 70s? Uh, Poseidon Adventure, Heaven Can Wait, maybe, <clears throat> Superman, the movie in 1978. Probably. Overrated. Here's Still something. my favorite movie. Well, no. Well, I don't know. Your favorite movie? Like from of all ni- time? I, if I was going to say from the 70s, it's tough. It's either going to be Star, Star Wars. Wars or Superman the movie. Yeah, Paul, this like is Star a little Wars concerning. Superman. It's like, going to be Star Superman Wars. Superman is... Yeah, I was going to say, what are you <laughs> fucking doing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely Star Wars, but Superman's like 1B. God damn it, do I love Christopher Reeve. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not even available on iTunes. It's not available anywhere. It was available around Halloween because they had like all these sales on horror movies. This is the problem. This is why we can't do the deep dive that we want to do. Rent or buy. Stream for free anywhere. You can't get that movie anywhere. This is the problem I've been having. I want to watch it. I can't find it anywhere. So 70s, what? 70s solid, but I feel like 70s is real solid with stuff that we haven't seen, don't really care to see. But there are some big. I, I feel like it's a it's a it's a big improvement over the sixties. Oh, like, I lied. It's on there. <laughs> All right, get it. It's we'll twelve ninety nine. It. I'll get it. You have to supply the popcorn. All right. And the coke. All right. Yeah, um, let's do it. So we're gonna we're gonna say seventies is an improvement over the sixties. What are our number one movies from? The 70s. Let's take out Star Wars. Is is that unanimous? That's our favorite movie from the seventies. I think I A speak for all of us. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, after that, for me, it's going to be Superman. I'm going to say Rocky. Um, God damn it! Uh, I'll say Halloween. There oh, we, look there at we that. go. Diversity little, of selections. Little, yeah, genre diversity. All right. Let's let's. Well, like, Black Panther had any diversity. Oh, it was all blackwashed. <laughs> let's let's jump into the 80s now. It's fun. This is where, hey, we were all alive. We were kicking. We were watching movies 80s, in real time. Baby. Uh, let's hit the top of that list. 
what what's happening um, i was just trying to let you know that we're at about an hour so far i don't know if you want to keep going or if you want to put a pin in it we can put a pin in it right here i think we've we've delivered a lot of movie insight for five decades because honestly so all of this was primer for the shit that we like really fucking like right so right because I, I don't want to give short shrift to these decades that i'm um, i'm looking at the first couple things here and i'm really excited to talk about some of the stuff so like three o'clock high and adventures in babysitting like cloak and dagger earth girls are easy electric what, are, what list are you looking fucking, at yeah i cloak and dagger? different list next week we'll get on the same fucking path cloak and dagger is awesome it's not on my list oh i've never seen cloak and dagger flight what the of the navigator is not on this list either that was just off the top of my head because we want to make sure we give the 80s, 90s, 2000s in today the long shrift as opposed to the short shrift. We gave a deep dive into 20s through 70s movies tonight. We come up, came up with some surprises, some stuff we weren't aware Did of. Did we ever? And because think- we were, as always, dismissive and unknowledgeable. <laughs> we just offhandedly said all this other decades fucking trash nothing to offer that's anyone. true Until how we actually looked at we've it. learned though from that kind of dismissiveness and we actually went back did our due diligence looked at the list and realized that the 40s did ha- have four movies to offer <laughs> it's not going to be the complete abundance that the 80s gave us but maybe we're going to find the 2000s Gave us more than we expect because I believe off mic, you guys laid down an official handshake bet that Matt, you said the 70s are going to be the Ian's 2000s. It's official $100. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How do we? That, that absolutely how, didn't happen. Wait, wait. As Paul's known to do, he's lying. How would we even determine that? Like, how? what's the definitive marker for, like, well, I mean, like, Paul, you would be me? the tiebreaker, so it's you me. just have to see who you wanted to insult more. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. <laughs> but, uh, hey, maybe we can get the fans in, involved. Um, well, so like Matt thinks, eighties is going to be a, a clear winner. Yeah, I think we all. Think I th- that. Yeah, I you guess don't think so. that the eighties are? I guess gonna... so, but I'm I'm really looking really looking forward to which decade's going to take the eighties to at least seven games. <laughs> are you out of your mind? The eighties is going to sweep. No, four I don't. Games. I don't. The 80s, I don't think the eighties is going to sweep. Gonna Somebody's going to steal a game. I don't think you don't the, think the 2000s can come in and steal a game. Okay, I don't okay, think the 80s games, would even games. sweep the 60s. I think the 60s would lose in five. Get the fuck out of here! No, good, the 80s would some dunk big on hitters. the 60s. 80s and there's four. Some, there's some big hitters that would squeak out with the first ho- their first home game of that seven game series. You think so? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 80s is gonna sweep 20s, 40s, 30s. Right. Okay. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 50s. 60s, 60s, they lose in a quick, they lose, or 60s loses in a quick five games. Now, granted, like they, 60s wins one game, three, two. I think the 60s puts up a fight late in game four and then loses it by two goals. No, I think, I think 80s comes out eight, nothing. 9-2 in the first two games. 60s has that home crowd push because clearly the 80s is going to be the home team. The 60s, uh, they're like all in that Technicolor and everybody <laughs> in the crowd is in suits and yeah, bonnets and amped. shit. Everyone's amped. They've got home home ice advantage in the 60s. They squeak out. They've got... <laughs> they, squeak, look, no, they squeak out a 3-2 and maybe 4-2 with an empty netter. But then the next two games, it's like 9-1, 9-0 again. They, they get destroyed. I believe that the 80s would sweep the, the 60s. However, I do think that the 70s could take them to six. I think the 70s could take them to six. I think that too. I, but, I, but it I, would be, I think that the 2000s legitimately can take them to seven games. Okay, can't win okay. seven games. Right. But the 70s, even though they're going to take them to six, it's going to be like real lopsided, right? Like every game that the that the six, or that the 70s wins is going to be like, you know, three, two, four, four. Five four, um, but every game that the '80s wins is going to be like ten one, nine nothing. 
I think that the 2000s keeps it close. I really do. But I, on the strength of original IP, the 80s triumphs. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for these matchups. The the fictional hockey game that I'm running <laughs> in my know. head is beautiful. It's so great. The NHL trade deadline was today. We're in the final stretch. Playoffs are coming up. We're doing like the 80s movie comes decade up. playoffs movie right playoffs. now. I'm so hard right now. The 80s comes out to like the fucking Huey Lewis in the news back in time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking 60s goal song? Like they don't score any against like, the 80s. No, it's, 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 I want to hold your hand. Yellow submarine. <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's probably it's, well, maybe a hard day's night. Yeah, it's been a hard day's night because you got your ass beat by the <laughs> 80s by Marty McFucking Fly. That's gonna do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley, Matt Slice of Life Casal. <laughs> we'll see you next time.